Good afternoon and welcome to Open Air with Sherry Huber. Good afternoon, Sherry. Good afternoon, Michael. Great to be practicing here, isn't it? It is on this lovely day in almost summer. Almost summer, yes. Yes, it is. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And I have announcements here, unless there's something else you'd like to share first. No, I want to hear what's going on. Okay. An upcoming Socratic email class with you, Sherry, will focus on a new topic each week, inviting participants to write in about their challenges around the topic and receive a response from the guide. The class starts June 20th and will include four Sunday workshops. I'm so excited. Me too. Me too. I love Socratic email classes. I just, I just love them. Yes. I mean, yes. I love all of them. Okay, let's face it. I love all of them. Mm-hmm. I love the, yes. you know, I love that other style that we do too. But the, the having the, you know, that uh, being able to in, engage directly with each person and then yes. ha- getting together on Sunday to talk about it, it's just the best to me. It is the best. I love it too. Yes. Yes. Reflective Listening Buddies is one of our longest-lived and most popular programs for a reason. There is no other support quite like it for practicing presence, with participants required to show up for themselves and another every week for 30 minutes. A new quarter starts July 15th. And... Is conditioning talking you out of a commitment that you really want to keep? If so, and if you would like some support, sign up for the Keeping Commitments Buddy Program, which begins July 15th. Participants will be paired with a buddy for accountability and support during this kind and compassionate training. And for these and other practice opportunities, visit livingcompassion.org. And a few reminders, Sherry, for today's show. If you'd like to get in the queue to talk with Sherry, please press star six and then one to make a show and a conversation on one topic and about five minutes would be great. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. All right. Thank you, Michael. You're welcome. Let's find the queue here. All right. First caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Hi, this is Carol from California. Hey, Carol. Hey, Carol. What's going Hello. on? Well, I want to bring up a subject that I think we've talked about, or I've heard talked about somewhat, um, but I'm not making major headway with it, so I thought I'd bring it up tonight. <laughs> and, um, good, good. Well, I make headway in the... Yeah, I make headway, and then I think, oh, good, I'm over this. And then it comes back. Oh, thank God um, that's behind so, me. And then I realize, oh, it was only back there to bite me in the behind. <laughs> right. It, so this is, I felt <laughs> anger and um, I think resentment at a political mm-hmm. situation in the U.S. Um, mm-hmm. I felt it over past <laughs> Not years, hard to I do. Thought, well, <laughs> 
Yeah. And then oh, it sorry. went away. Sorry, go ahead. No, it's okay. Uh, it went away. It kind of went underground for a few years, and then um, it's risen again with some hearings that are going on. And uh, mm-hmm. so I guess uh, there's so many pieces. I guess what I feel is anger at a person that um, has been in power and uh, left power and could return and has so much power to set this planet back, you know, backwards and potentially put us into mm-hmm. early extinction. And um, and that's a piece of my anger, but the other piece is how is it possible that this country is so de- divided that we actually have two very polarized sets of viewpoints and it's very difficult to talk to some people that I love who have different or another side of it. Mm-hmm. So I'll stop for a second. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, that's, you're, you're right. I mean, you've laid it out absolutely uh, perfectly. The, the, to me, the way this uh, ties in beautifully with awareness practice is that the world that most of us think is the real world, is the world of ego. It's the world of egocentric karmic conditioning, self-hate. It's dualistic. It's the world of opposites. That's how it functions. It's me against you, us against them, this against that, right against wrong, good against evil. You, you <laughs> come up with a topic and... Ego is going to create a dualistic orientation. And Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. now, with all of the ability, with our, our, uh, you you know, you can can see how we've been on this trajectory for a long time, right? But it used to be, Mm -hmm. so, you know, one of my favorite places on the planet is Assisi, Italy. And, um, And I've been fortunate enough over the years to spend quite a bit of time there. Well, uh, Perugia is the little town. I think it's like 18 miles away from Assisi. Okay? And they have a history of war. Now, to us, that seems crazy, right? They're all Italian. They're all Catholic. They, they look exactly alike. They live 18 miles apart. And with great regularity, they would all jump on their horses or what, however they got there and go out and kill each other. Mm-hmm. Now, over what, you could ask. But they managed to come up with something because that's what people do, right? And so now, I mean, you know, how did they communicate with one another? Well, word of mouth, right? That's all they had. And then we watched it happen, right? We got printing presses and we got, uh, you know, and then we had telephones and we have telegraphs and uh and then we have the best thing ever to happen to humanity television and and the belief was it'll bring us all together it'll be a unifying force because we can all communicate how's that going okay and then there's the world wide web and of course that was social dilemma the social that's dilemma. Right. That, that's right. On and so Netflix you can you see, yeah, you can see how it has gone. Now, human beings are no different. Greed, hate, and delusion, as the Buddha pointed out, greed, hate, and delusion is what runs this world of egocentricity. 
right? So that hasn't changed, but the ability to carry those out has just gone beyond what anybody could ever possibly imagine. And here we right. are. And, and the part that, to bring it to a more per, you know, a, a pinpoint thing, is the part that I'm in angst about is that how is it possible that when all this evidence is being given that still they, you know, <laughs> they are still mm-hmm. believing this stuff, the bullying and the, and the mm-hmm. you know, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know the word for it. Where you just wash it away. Remember the and and remember the and second so one, Carol. And remember the second. The first one was greed. Hate. The second was hate, and the third yeah. is delusion. You can put okay. them in any well, order. So, so I realized that I could get in the same exact situation, the same process over a lot of things. But yes. what I'm, I, I'm getting there, and I'm what I'm. And I, I'm fine, and then I listen to the radio, and I'm back there, I'm muttering, I'm talking, you know, I'm, or I'm, <laughs> I want to, you know, I want to say things to people to, that I care about, and then I do, and I get too agitated, and then I'm not heard, and it's, it's awful, and so then it's like, oh, okay. So what I'm, what I'm kind of feeling, just to put it in another direction maybe, is um, like almost like the small voice is kind of telling me, okay, but where are you being bullied and manipulated? And that kind of helps deflate some of this outward anger somewhat because then I can go, oh, yeah, that voice that's uh, that egocentric karmic uh-huh. conditioning self, hey, is very bullying, very negating, and, um, and gaslighting. It's and inside my head. Yeah, and so when I want everybody else to change outside so that all feel better, I can begin to see, oh, wait a minute, me wanting to, what did they used to say? Um, you can't carpet the whole word, world, but you can wear slippers. And so if I would just be <laughs> paying well, attention. And Carol, to, that's the yes. essential spiritual point, isn't it? How do you want the world to be? Yeah. How do you want it to be? So all I can do and is that, continue to do my part and that and even if it seems like it's spinning in the wind to continue to do it and 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 keep the working on what am i listening to inside that's so hateful and well i think that's that's, what that's right because if you can't be the way you want the world to be why on earth would you think somebody who doesn't give a flying fig about any of that why would (laughs) Why would they want to do it? What a good point. Yeah. That's and, that, and, and you said it a minute ago. You know, that's what we want. I don't want to be the way I know it's possible to be. It's too hard. My God, you have to be conscious all the time and present and choosing love. And who can do that? Now, if those people would stop being the way they are... I wouldn't have to do that. Isn't that true? Oh, and that, that's what it comes down yeah, to. And that's what it comes down to. And that's what everybody's doing. Everybody doing is doing it. I could be the way I want to be if you would stop doing what you're doing. I right. Okay. You, if you Carol. would just stop listening to this, this stuff over here and stop, you know, putting us backwards that's in right. the environment, blah, blah, blah. 
then right. I would be okay. I could and go I could to just, sleep, okay? Said, I could go to I sleep. I could go back yes. to sleep. Mm-hmm. I could just go back and to sleep. sleep peacefully. Oh, that's right. <laughs> because, you know, the, you know, the thing about it is, okay, people have been starving to death right along. Children are starving to death right along, right? Uh, I, I don't even know what percentage of the world population goes to bed hungry every night, right? I mean, there are places in the world right now um, where things are, and you know because you're informed, horrible, horrible things are happening to people right now. That doesn't stop anybody from shopping. Mm-hmm. Right? So, so <laughs> right? So, and, and we want things really fast. Right? And we're really upset that the grocery store shelves are, are empty and that things cost so much. And, and why does it take so long for... Right? And, and who's making the connection that the reason that the world is in the condition it's in is because of what I'm doing, not what they're doing, mm-hmm. what I'm doing. So bringing it home, bringing it back to, you know, how am I putting this out on other people that I need to be living the life that, that I aspire to or that I That's want right. everybody else and to live to. And if I can't, if I can't, so I don't know if you read my little possibility letter that I sent out a while back, but uh, the, the point of it was, <laughs> you know, that if we don't want to turn this around, and we do have the power to turn it around, okay, we do, uh, and if we don't want to do that, then we really do need to stop complaining about the way it is. Well, it's hard for me to hear that because I, I don't know who the we is. You know, I mean, if some of everyone, if, if of I'm us. like in my free time doing everything I can think of, you know, to participate in these things, um, but other people don't want to, it's going to be a harder pill of flog, isn't it? Well, if they, <laughs> so, uh, you know, again, with the little letter that I put out, so many people told me that they would say something to people and the people would say, well, that'll never work. You know, you're not going to get people to stop shopping. That'll never work. People will never do that. Well, why, why won't it work? Well, because people won't do that. Why, why won't they do that? Because they believe it won't work. Now, what is the advantage of believing it won't work? Well, I don't have to do it. Exactly. But if I'm doing, mm-hmm. if I'm doing what I want to do for the love of doing it, mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter what anybody else is doing. And I think that takes us out of the outcome a little bit more too, to be in the process. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Okay. Because the thing is, okay. we probably are going to fry ourselves. You know, the, the odds are the odds are very, very good that we are on a pretty uh, clear path to destroy ourselves. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> okay. Am I going to give my attention to that and, and ruin today? Mm-hmm. Oh, not enjoy oh, thank this? you for saying that. Not love life? Thank you for saying not, that. Not live in gratitude? Yeah. And love life in this mm-hmm. moment that I have? No. Oh, that's the whole point right there, I think. Just yeah. instead of being so, I can't be happy until, how about just be happy now and be in that's this right. process of doing everything I can now and be in joy 
and then right. we see what happens. That's right. Because they think you are as crazy and stupid as you think they are. And as long as people are playing that game, it's just, you know, again, it's my favorite old builder thing. You know, the, the building that you're in is held up because there are forces pushing in and forces pushing out. That's how a building stands up. If it all pushed in, it would fall in. If it all pushed out, it would fall out. And that's what we're doing with the, with the uh, world of duality. It's enough of them and enough of us. Enough of wrong and enough of right. And it's just holding, holding it in place. And, you know, it's uh, that image, mm. I think it's in There's Nothing Wrong With You. Of, you know, we're holding hands, skipping down the road, punching each other. Hmm. So it's canceling yeah. each other out. It, exactly. Okay. Except we're still skipping down the road. Mm-hmm. So right? if one Nobody's would stopping. let go, then the building That's would collapse. Right. If we would, okay. Exactly well, I feel right. like I've heard it better get off. It's been well past five minutes, but thank you. You think? Who cares? Who cares? Are we having a good time? <laughs> That's what really matters. Well, I am. Michael just Michael just says those things to encourage us, just in case you know, we're, we're ever so, so motivated. <laughs> oh, yeah. well. All right. And now one other thing, Carol, one other thing, okay, one other thing, because it's going to be hard because ego wants you back, right? Mm-hmm. It wants you riled up. It wants your system in a, in a state because that's what it's feeding off of. It loves this stuff. Another mm-hmm. mass shooting, great. In Roe versus Wade, Great. The maximum amount of angst that people can be gotten into, you know, we just forget all about all of the things that we could be doing uh, that could actually be adding love and kindness and joy, happiness, friendliness, all of that, right? And And also to do it with, like I go to a lot of uh, protests and things like this and participate in a lot of uh, activism, but... The thing is, when I would do it in the beginning, it would be like, yeah, I'm so mad. We're mad at them. And this last one that I went, we watched across the bridge a couple weeks ago on a gun thing. And um, it was so different because I chose to be there in it with a different, to bring a different person there, to That's bring exactly love right. there to the event. Yes. And yes. it was a really different experience. That's, ex- that's exactly it. So keep that in mind when ego comes to try to pull you back in. Well, just listen to that one thing. Or just, well, you know, you need to be informed. So you need to watch whatever it is and listen, which is fine. It's great. But what we want to be watching is what ego is doing to us. As we're getting the information that we want to get, we want to be watching how ego is using it against us to control us. Oh, that's so good. Yay. Hey. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, go happy. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us, Carol. And Sherry, I am working out some technical details here, so if you could hold on one second here while I work on that for a second. Absolutely. Okay. Sherry, let's go to a next caller, and I'll just keep uh, working hand over here. All right. Thank you, Michael. Sure. 
Next caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Yes, this is Susan from Ventura. Hey, Susan. Hey, Susan. Hi. Long what time are you up talk. to? I know. Oh. Well, I, as it looks, I've survived cancer, so I've been through, i kind of been out of, out of commission for, what, nine months or so. Went through all the treatments uh-huh. and that. Just recently did a CAT scan, got a, got back all clear. So I'm on Excellent. the other side Wonderful. of whatever that was. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> and uh, very good, huh? I've just been, yeah. I've been missing songs and I've been listening in, but I've just been somewhat preoccupied to say the least. And um, yeah, so I'm just calling, not just calling, but calling to kind of. Get back on board, get involved, say I'm still here, mm-hmm. I'm still alive, you know, those kinds of things. I mean, I, I say it blasé, mm-hmm. but it doesn't feel blasé. It's like... No, no, no. Yeah. 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 And so, did, did, how, how was practice for you during that? Did it, did it support you? Did it stand yeah, you in good I, stead? You know, yeah, I don't have words for how, but I mean, people always go, oh, I can't believe I saw you. You know, I'm thinking, what? I, I don't, I don't know. I guess I don't notice it. I don't think I ever really collapsed and gave up and I went screaming through the fields. You know, I, I um, think I managed to stay pretty, did what I had to do and then just turn my attention to something else. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. <laughs> so, yes. Oh, yes. So it, it, redirecting your attention when yeah. ego would have liked your attention to go to mm. uh, fear, misery, uh, yeah, um, mostly those things, fear and yeah, and upset. You know, and I did recording and listening, and I'd listen to the mentor, and you know. Um, a lot of time under radiation machines, I'd have those kind of conversations. So I, I guess I didn't feel um, abandoned or alone, even yeah. in times yeah. where I felt like I was, you know? Oh, my God. And that makes me so happy. pretty important. Mm, oh, yeah. it's, it's huge. Because I'm sure that you were around uh, in situations and around other people who were not having that experience. No, and there were a couple of situations where it was just like, I did not know I had a clue what to do. I mean, there too long stories to go into. And all of a sudden, this voice would drop in and go, well, you could just do this. You know, and it, it, I, I know this voice now. It only comes in times of real problem and stress. And um, so I learned that it, it is there when I absolutely need it. You know, that something yes. does come and, to me and that you know I'm what, not powerless, I'm not a victim. What? You know what? It's there all the time. Mm-hmm. You just need to ask mm-hmm. it to be there. You don't have to wait for um, extreme trauma. circumstances <laughs> or to, for trauma and misery and fear of sudden death. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's there for you all the time. Loves you, loves you. Wants to be with you, wants yeah. to talk with you, wants mm-hmm. to support you all the time. I've just never been quite so receptive. That's exactly right. Isn't that something? My mm-hmm. God, what it takes to get us to be receptive <laughs> to love. Oh. Isn't that crazy? 
Yeah, it is. Um, yeah. 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 But it's true for all of us. You know, it's true. It's true. And and people will try to say, you know, when we're going along, it's not like your life was without difficulties before cancer. Mm-hmm. You know, you mm-hmm. had problems like everybody else and things that you were upset about, difficulties and hardships and all of those other kinds of things, right? And And people might have even hinted at or, you know, mentioned that this <laughs> unconditional love is there inside of us and is who we are and is available to us all the time. And it's like, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. And then we get to one of those places where it's life and death. And then mm-hmm. it's like, and you just kind of described it this way, it's like you don't even have to ask. It just says, yeah. okay, Susan, yeah. you, you, you know, you might never get around to asking. So here, let me just, <laughs> exactly exactly yeah. no and that that's so true you know and it's instance and i mean now i'm on the other side trying to kind of prevent a recurrence in this map but what i noticed lately is my favorite phrase is oh that's just small potatoes you know i have a different kind yeah. of perspective on what's really important yeah. and what's what's not right. and, um, i heard this yeah. quote the other day it was really stuck with me it said something like um, when death comes, I hope it finds you alive. Oh my God! And I know. Wow. And I think about. Oh. I think about that. I'm trying to live it. Wow. It's not good that, enough to just not die. You know. That's exactly right. And again, you know, we can we can see that everywhere around us, right? People that if you mm-hmm. if you said to them. Are you alive? They would they would think you'd lost your mind. Right? And yet you know they're actually not alive. They're not. Yeah. They think they are. But they're really uh just serving ego and uh and struggling through, suffering through each day, thinking that that's mm-hmm. life and that they're alive. And then when we realize, no, there's that unconditional love that is in your heart, that is what you are. It's available to you all the time. It's a, it's a life that is life, right, in all capital mm-hmm. letters. And that's, that's what you get to see in a, in a situation like you've just been through. Yeah. You know the difference yeah. really clearly. Yeah, and I, I see the choices more clearly to choose love than resentment and grudge with this and that and that you know just like you know you know snap out of it not this time yeah. so it's it's I'm not the person well you know I was going to say I'm not the person I was I think I'm I'm I but I am the person I don't know how to put it into words I'm more me than I've ever been yes yes yeah but you're really I can say sad you're here sad. yeah yeah, I am. Mm-hmm. I lost a lot of trappings. So, so I'm here. I just want you all to know I'm here. I'm so glad you're here and fully alive. Yes, I am. <laughs> I am so. <laughs> and I've been That's listening wonderful. into everything. I'm being quiet. Well, you've been keeping up now. with us. All right. Okay. I've been keeping yeah, up with you. Yeah. Okay. Up. So it's all wonderful right. to Good. hear your voice and talk to you. Thank you. And yours. Thank you, Susan. So happy. Mm-hmm. All right. And Thank go you. happy. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.
Thanks for joining us, Susan. That was a great conversation, Sherry. I really uh, enjoyed wow. that. Yeah. What a quote, huh? When yeah. death comes, I hope it finds you alive. Yes. Powerful. Powerful. Those are words to live by. Uh-huh. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Sherry, we're going to go to Good News Update now, and then we'll come back and talk with more callers. Okay. All right. Thank you, Michael. You're welcome. Okay, Jen, I'm turning it over to you for a good news update. Excellent. Thank you, Michael. You're welcome. And welcome to Good News Updates with Living Compassion. And as we've been in this time of transition, we've heard from so many folks in Sangha reflecting back on moments of transformation at the monastery in Murphy's. And I'm pleased to be joined this afternoon by Bob, who is here to speak with us about his experience of practicing at the monastery. Welcome, Bob. Thanks, Jen. So where shall we start? Well, <laughs> uh, I know there's a there's million some, you could choose when from. When I was asked, <laughs> there, are, there are so many. And um, the one yeah. that, I, that, that really sprung to mind before was once being on a session uh, in a I think we always did them in November, December. <laughs> um, you know, and, and, and so Bob, those are give it give it, oh okay, good. Yeah, the tiny thumbnail on Sashin. Uh-huh. Yeah, so Sashin is basically it's seven or eight days, uh at least this one was, uh, where you go to the monastery and basically from sunrise to sunset you do a, a cycle of thirty minutes of sitting meditation, thirty minutes of walking meditation, thirty minutes of sitting meditation, thirty minutes of walking meditation all the way until evening with a break for meals. Um, but essentially it's, 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 it's basically either sitting or walking meditation for the entire time. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I had gone into it kind of knowing that it would be challenging because they are, they are challenging. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, and I, have a, I, have my, I have my own personal Buddhist teacher, that, which is my spine. And so I knew that, mm-hmm. that my, back, my back pain would come up at some point. And... Yeah. You know, after day two, three, four, something like that, uh, mm-hmm. reaching out to the monastery for writing a note about, you know, just mm-hmm. the, the pain and what I should do and all that, mm-hmm. you know, I would just be, I would just be sitting and there would just be pain and more pain and more pain, which is the point of, of the session, but that's my experience of it, right? right. And right. around day two or day three, I I had this moment where there there stopped being suffering with the pain. So it wasn't a story mm-hmm. with it. There was just pain. Because for those first two or three days, there was pain. Mm-hmm. And then there was a conversation. This is wrong. Mm-hmm. You should leave. Mm-hmm. This is awful. Why are they doing this to you? <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And, and just this con- the, the constant barrage of conditioning. While all that mm-hmm. was going on, it was me sitting on my Zafu, staring at mm-hmm. a white wall. That's all that was going on. And it really is the, you know, the beauty of the monastery and the environment that, that was set there of like everything is arranged so that you get yeah. to see how I cause myself to suffer. Yeah. Oh, it's so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Because all of that that you got to sit with literally, you know, in the case of Sashin, and you're, I mean, even as you say that, Bob, it's just the, the physical practicing together in that way and being able to sit that way 
I mean, it's almost impossible to choose that level of direct transformation on our own. And so to come together mm-hmm. with a group of people and sit down in meditation together, and then the bell rings and you stand up and you do walking meditation together, and then the bell rings and you sit down and you do sitting meditation together in, as you describe it, that beautiful environment, right? I mean, we've been talking on these calls about that rammed earth building, right, built by Sangha. So there we are sitting in that meditation hall, those beautifully painted white, you know, the rammed earth walls painted white, We're just sitting facing that wall, and each person has their thing that they have to face. And for you, one of them was the the pain of your back. And and getting to that incredible place of, you know, all the stuff that conditioning wants to do to you, seeing, wow, that's the suffering that's layered on top of just the simplicity of what's happening here, and getting it that you can be with all of it, it sounds like, and not have to be in that suffering conversation. Yeah, exactly. And so the two pieces about the comments from me as you were reflecting on that is that, you know, the seeing so clearly that, like, there's this whole layer on top of what is just happening in life. And happening in life, I'm just sitting there in a quiet place in a lot of pain, right? And once that, you know, when... I was able to come back to the moment, drop that conversation, and just be there for that experience. Mm-hmm. What I got to see is I was adequate to that experience. You know, yeah. that like nothing needed to be done. If it really yeah. came to a point of like this is actually damaging me, or this is not good, or this is exactly. whatever it is, exactly. that would have come in because yeah. there had been a, an opening for it to come yeah. in, right? Which yeah. it isn't when I'm in that yeah. conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So it's essentially you got to go past the duality, right? And so mm-hmm. that's so brilliant that you you got to sit there and realize that this is pain. It doesn't have to be suffering. And by mm-hmm. and and that huge piece of getting to experience that you are adequate to that. And it's not a contest, right? It's not about like, okay, pain is good, but that's something that often happens in spiritual tradition. Pain is good, so you should, you know, right. take on more and more pain. But what you got to see was you are completely adequate to that, which is essentially you become free of it. And from that place of freedom, if there is something, oh, I actually what you know, what's most compassionate in this moment is to stand up and do, you know, move or whatever it is, then that would drop in. But it's not going to drop in if you're in that conversation. And that's why the silence of the monastery, right, that's another huge piece of it, is everything about that environment, the way it was set up, gave us the space to have that experience that we wouldn't have in any other way. Yeah, yeah. And that was the other piece that I was looking at is that, you know, it's not just a beautiful place. It's not just, you know, an environment that's conducive to that. Everything is constructed for us to be able to have those experiences, right? So, like, mm-hmm. you know, someone had to decide, like, you know, to have that schedule, to wait, you know, probably sometimes 24 hours until a note was responded to, right? Yeah. You know, to, yeah. you know, to the meals being really simple so people weren't spending all their time in the kitchen, you know, like everything that was constructed so that we would have the most opportunity to just be in meditation the entire time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh, yeah. It's, yeah, right. 
just be there, just having that experience that you were having, that it was all designed. I mean, and that's really, you know, that for that particular retreat, you know, sitting in Sashin in that way, but really the whole um, monastery being designed that way with everything mm-hmm. in that. To give everyone everything they need. I mean, I always remember, even from when I first went on retreat, that um, the orientations were so perfect, right? Because I remember people, the folks doing the orientation saying, we want you to have all the information you need in order to be, to have what you need to be here. And what was implied in that is, and not more than that, (laughs) because then conditioned mind does all kinds of things with that, right? So we were perfectly cared for at the monastery. We got beautiful food, simple food, you know, beautiful accommodations, simple accommodations, you know, a beautiful place to practice, but everything that we might think we, quote, need in our daily lives, like all that distraction and all the extra stuff and, you know, whatever it is, all of that is stripped away so that we just have the direct experience of getting to be with ourselves to the best of our ability in that moment. Yeah, and the phrase that keeps coming to mind as I've looked at this, and I'm not sure I have the exact phrase, but like, you know, it's often talked about like, you know, the monastery is here to, to hold your heart or my heart, you know, until yeah. I'm able to do it for myself. And that, uh-huh. that really kind of ca- encapsulates everything that happens there. Oh, it really does. It really does. Yep. Again, that's something I remember hearing when I was first on retreat, and it's always stayed with me. The monetary mm-hmm. holds our heart until we're ready, and as we train, essentially, to do that for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, Bob, that's yeah. so, that's brilliant that you just said that, because it really feels like, I mean, we've been saying it in a lot of different contexts, but um, in particular, what I just saw when you said that was the Musings article that Ashwini wrote, and that place of how that continues. Right, that physical monastery where so many of us experience such direct transformation and we're physically held to have that transformation, that the the spirit of that, the process of that, um, we all carry together, you know. We could say Sangha mm-hmm. carries our heart. You know, we could say practice carries our heart until mm-hmm. we, as we train to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Mm, it's so good. Well, thank you for being with us this afternoon right. to talk about your particular experience of it. All right. Thank you for having me. All right. Thanks, Bob. Gosh, uh, Bye-bye. Gosh, uh, Bye-bye. And Michael, we'll turn it back over to you and Sherry. Wonderful. Thank you, Jen, and thank you, Bob. And wasn't that a fabulous conversation, Sherry? Oh, my gosh. It just... I just it just makes me long for <laughs> that kind of opportunity again. Yeah. Uh, you know, a, a place where we can be together like that. Because um, uh, we, we've talked about it a lot uh, various times, you know, well, what about this or what about that? Or do we have a, pl- you know, could we this and that? And yeah, there's lots of things that we could do, but not like that. If they, it's, it's being in that environment where we're so protected. You know, there's just absolute safety uh, for us to, to do the spiritual work that we want to do. So hopefully it won't be too long. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I know the... We'll have it again. 
Yes, I know the universe is conspiring to make that happen, so I'm excited. I to... know, I yeah. know. It's quite exciting, really. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and we have another caller here. All right. Next caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Hi there, my name is Richard in California. Hi, Richard. Oh, Richard? Hi. What's going on? Oh, (laughs) thank you so much for taking my call. Um, Yeah, I'm relatively new to the uh, community. I just recently took the recording and listening class with that Ashwini taught and uh, signed up for your Socratic, for the Socratic (laughs) email class as well. Oh, excellent. Very, very eager. The reason I'm calling is I actually wanted to share something. Um, it was just a, a moment of sheer joy that came while I was listening to one of the uh, archived recordings from a couple of weeks ago. And I just, um, it just, I just wanted to share. There was a woman who had um, been uh, describing some suffering that she was experiencing because of a tremor, a physical tremor that mm-hmm. she'd been experiencing. And it was causing a lot of uh, just angst, um, fear. Mm-hmm. And you said something, kind of were experimenting, I think, but you said, did you ever think about the tremor, this poor tremor that everybody hates? <laughs> and this, this poor tremor is just being itself. <laughs> and mm. as you were saying that, I just have to say that a physical sensation of joy and relief, just my body was completely um, just relaxed because, you know, I, I, I'm at an age now where I'm beginning to experience physical issues as well, um, and just the fear of death, of impending death, and all this, and this. What about death? Does anybody, <laughs> poor death was given this job, poor death was given uh-huh. this job. God created the universe, and he created it like a play, and said, okay, birth, when you come on stage, everybody's going to applaud and love you, <laughs> but you death, okay, you, you have a, here's your role, and everybody's going to yeah. boo <laughs> and hate you. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and all of a sudden, my heart just went, I don't have to hate. It wasn't like everyone's going to try to avoid you. They're going to try to do everything they can to make you not happen. Uh, and it just yeah. this fear of death that I realized that I and my parents as well really inherited. Like my grandparents, you know, a lot of the family was killed in the Holocaust in World War II. Mm. And so there's mm. just this terrible, mm. you know, generational trauma about death. Mm-hmm. When, you, when I heard you say that and I realized, poor death, it, it's just doing what it does, poor death, and, and then yeah. not hate it, not hating death anymore. It's like, because yeah. death is part of me too. It's in me That's too, and right. if I hate death. Anyway, I just wanted to share <laughs> just that well, beautiful relief that, that came when that, when that occurred. Yeah, and... Uh, it, 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 there's a, a piece of it that I'm I'm not sure I can actually articulate, but um, in in the way you're describing uh, that that process, if death isn't an enemy, if sickness, old age, are not enemies, then what can they bring us? If 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 we bring them on our side. How might they support us in a way that tensing up against them and hating them and resisting them and seeing them as wrong and bad and evil, whatever that is, 
what does that do to us? And how might that difference that you're describing really serve you? Because then the information that comes in, you know, maybe you, uh, you, you're not paying attention to something and it just drops in that, I don't know, you know, uh, maybe you want to cut back on your salt intake, <laughs> you know, that sort of thing. <laughs> and instead of uh, ignoring that and seeing it somehow as threatening or, you know, then it, the ego takes it into high blood pressure and you're probably going to have a stroke and then, oh my God, and all of this sort of thing. If we're just open in that way to, to being guided in the way you were guided in that insight, what, what, mm-hmm. it, what, you know, what else might be yeah. available to us? Yeah. Well, yeah, it just became so clear that hating death is not making it go away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Boy, uh, if it would, it w- if that would make it go away, it would have been gone a long time ago. My teacher used to say this thing, uh, you know, because the point uh, that we all quickly get to is, you know, I don't mind death. I, it's my death <laughs> that we're trying to avoid here, right? Because he said, you know, if we, if we really didn't want death uh, and dying, we would be up to our eyebrows in gnats, right? Uh, and so we're, we're actually quite happy. Can you imagine the world, the population of the world, which we're struggling with now, if nobody had ever died? Um, mm-hmm. So, no, that's not, that, you know, we're, no. We're not opposed to, it's my death and, and the death of the people I care about, the people close to me, right? That's the, that's the one that we don't want to have happen. And so there's a certain generosity, isn't there, in saying, hey, we're all in this together. And we're, uh, with the way you described, you know, we all got there, hopefully, most of us, many of us, got the applause when we arrived um, and we get our time on the stage and we get to act this out and play it out however we want to do it because it is how we want to do it um, and then one day it'll be time for us to go and a new act to come on the stage and can we can we do all of that graciously curtain call take a bow that's exactly right <laughs> yeah and say good night Gracie <laughs> yeah yeah, and yeah, I just I realized that this conversation, this conversation that I've been living in for really I, almost as long as I can live, that death is the enemy, and to even have a moment yeah. where that was just not true, uh, that itself has stayed with me. Such for, an opening, isn't uh, it? You know. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. Uh, that that it's not the enemy. I don't have to fight it. That you know that I'll mm-hmm. just enjoy life here now this is so beautiful yes. i'm not i'm not so consumed yes. with the the impending old age disease and death it's just it's it'll come and then even death will say i'll i'll be as kind as i can when i come you know even that's that exactly i hear death right it, that's I'll exactly right richard that's right and and for us to be uh there uh in gratitude and welcoming then the, the whole process, the inevitable, unavoidable process, can become something that's really beautiful. You know, when a person lives a, a life that, that they are happy to, um, to have gotten to live and then enjoyed as much as we can enjoy it and are grateful for the time that we've had and the people and the 
love and the experiences that we've had, uh, then then to leave is is not a sad and horrible thing. It's when we're it's when we're not finished. It's when it's when we're angry or bitter or frightened or all of those kinds of things that death is such an awful thing. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, really much. Thank you Richard. My pleasure. Look forward to emailing this. Don't. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll see you. I'll see you in the email class. That's very fun. All right. Take good care. Bye. Thanks for joining us, Richard. And that was an extraordinary conversation, Sherry. This is fabulous. Yeah, good, good. Oh, it's just, it's just all heart opening, isn't it? Yes. Yes, yeah. that's why I'm here, actually, and that's why I do practice. <laughs> yeah, that's why we're here. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're awareness junkies, Michael. That's what it comes yes. down to. Yes, we are, mm-hmm. and I'm glad to be here. Mm-hmm. Pleasure, pleasure. Joy hounds. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Why not? And we have another caller here. All right. Next caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Hey, Sherry. Hey, Michael. It's Elizabeth. Hi, Elizabeth. Hey, Elizabeth. What's going hey. on? Well, again, this, uh, similar to the last caller, a few weeks ago when there was a, a caller who called in about um, a chronic illness and mm-hmm. having a symptom, and mm-hmm. that symptom, the tremor, always um, be having a starting a process of unhappiness. Mm-hmm. That call was like riveting for me. And um, there was a teacher about loving the thing, well, loving the experience that is the bane of your existence. I'm paraphrasing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a good paraphrase, though. That's kind of spiritual practice in a nutshell. Yeah, it would just really knock my socks off because I saw, okay, this is, for me, got to be the forefront of spiritual practice and ending suffering. Um, so I just can't stop thinking about that call. Not thinking, but like mm-hmm. kind of being yeah. shocked about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And so say a little more about that, Elizabeth. But shocked about it. Obviously, you got it. Right? You, you you got the magnitude of it. Yeah, well, you had the allegory about the um, monk and the salad spinner um, and mm-hmm. how he, he imagined the salad spinner was, like, friendless or um, unloved, or and so he could spinning. find... Yeah. Yeah. So, because mm-hmm. the... Th- well... I guess, like, so, for example, if I um, experience a lot of exhaustion that wipes me out, mm-hmm. and so I'm just kind of in this place of, like, okay, well, how, how can I apply that teaching, love the thing that is the bane of your existence? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I'm just looking well, and I, wondering. Can, can I tell you a little about myself, Elizabeth? Yes. Okay. So, um I, I, I come from, and I know you probably know all this because we've known each other for a while, but uh, from a, a, a chronically depressed family, right? I mean, 
suicides and drugs and alcohol and all of that all coming from uh, from depression and um, and and I'm old right <laughs> so believe it or not when I came up people didn't know what depression was didn't know there there weren't there actually it's true there were no treatments for it right uh, is it lithium? Is that what, what the first ones that came out? Um, anyway, uh, it, it just wasn't a thing. And the way it manifested for me was exhaustion. And uh, I mean, literally couldn't get up out of a chair and walk across the room, only motivated by a, <laughs> a need to go to the bathroom. Otherwise, I could just sit in a chair for 24 hours out of the day because I couldn't move. I had no strength. I was convinced that I was terminally ill. Nobody could figure out what was wrong with me. Okay, like that, right? And so the process of coming through that, that depression. Now, this is post, you know, bullet through me and all of that sort of thing. Um, when I found awareness practice and my teacher started working with me, explained to me that it was depression and what was going on and that sort of thing. And I began to be in relationship with myself as the person experiencing this and with this thing called depression, right? Because depression is, and you know that now because uh, it's, it's everywhere, um, the information about depression is everywhere and the medicines for it and all of that. But it's, it's seen as an evil. <laughs> Richard talking about death, right? It's really seen as a terrible thing that shouldn't happen to anybody. It's called mental illness um, and like that okay so to be with it in a way that for the first step is okay I'm really exhausted what can I do with this level of exhaustion not not that I can't do anything not that it's wrong not that my life will start when I'm not feeling this way but right now what is available to me and so I began to call it low energy Okay, instead of depression or uh, any of those kinds of things, I just talked about it as low energy. I don't have a lot of energy right now. So what can I do without having a lot of energy? And then it's being with that person who is feeling that way. Okay, well, um, let's, you know, maybe, maybe fix something to eat. Okay, we fix something to eat. Good job. That's great. So there's no focus on what we're not able to do, what's not working. The focus is on what can we do and how can we do that in as loving a way as possible? To bring that person into unconditional love, not as something wrong with her, as a mistake, this shouldn't be happening, not listening to the voices, okay? but really taking care of this person who doesn't have a lot of energy right now. And as I did that, the energy began to come back because the energy was no longer being depressed. It wasn't going into feeding all of that negativity. And so, you know, well, what else can we do? Well, maybe the dishes. <laughs> okay? And so the focus on what can you do, really loving the fact that you can do that, loving the person that you're doing it with, focusing on all the gratitude that you have for what you're able to do. So, okay, so taking that, 
for me, there's really no problem with being in a relationship with exhaustion or experiencing it, but what it comes down to is a moment-to-moment practice of telling the ego voice is all about what we should be doing and we're not, like shut the F up in every moment. Well, there's another way around it, Elizabeth. There's another way around it. Okay. Okay. So if, if you and I right now, we're in this conversation, okay, and, and I'm focused on you and you're focused on me, and we are talking about how to be with a person when they are experiencing exhaustion, okay? That, that's what we're focused on. We're focused on how to be with that person, how to love and appreciate that person, how to be giving nonstop information about good job, that's really great, that's wonderful, I know it's really hard, I know how hard it is, but you did that and it's great that you did that. If you're really focused in that way, there's no attention left over for the voice that wants to tell you what you're doing wrong or how it should be or anything else. There's just no attention for it. Because it's all going to, in your case, Elizabeth, and your relationship with her, and your support for her, and appreciation and encouragement. It's just the yes, two of you. Yes, and serious, serious diet of the mind on any, you know, what we're That's not it. getting done again and again and That's again. It. That's it. That's it. Because, you know, here's the thing. Because you and I are spiritual practice, awareness practice types, okay? And this is what, this is what I wish everybody on the planet understood, but, you know, people understand what they can or want to at whatever point in time. Before long, I hope me and then you in that order will be dead, okay? And mm-hmm. anything we did won't, won't matter a fig, not at all. I mean, we could, we could die with the house, a pigsty, and it wouldn't matter. Somebody would either come in and clean it up or knock it down or whatever, and in about 15 minutes, we'd be completely forgotten. But what's going to make the difference for you and for me is how we are with ourselves, the amount of love that we experience in every moment. Now, I'm a... You know, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a religious type, so I think that that energy of love that we contribute to the world will go on past our time here. Okay, in the same way that the karma of all of the hatefulness and suffering that, <laughs> that we engage in is also going to go on, okay? But our part that we can do is to bring as much love as we can to every moment of life. That's what we can do. And that's the only thing that it matters that we do. Everything else is just ego BS. Yeah. And yes, and it's okay if sometimes... You can see that, right? Yeah, and sometimes I drown in the ego BS and that's okay too. That's right. That's right. That's we do. We do. And then you see it, you see it for what it is. And and the juxtaposition is powerful, isn't it? Okay, well that was not fun. That was not happy. That was not uplifting. Okay. And now I'm choosing love again. And I'm here and the birds are singing and there's blue sky or there's you know, whatever the heck is going on outside the window. All right. 
and uh, and I'm uh, there's breath in my lungs and my heart is beating and I'm here and I'm alive and I'm grateful. There now that's a good time. So which do I choose? Well, I still step in that hole periodically and listen to the ego BS. I do, but every time it happens, I'm that much more committed not to let it have my life. That's practice. Mm-hmm. That's what mm-hmm. we're practicing. And when you were loving the exhausted person, you were also practicing diet to the mind for ego BS coming in and saying all the stuff that wasn't getting done. Yes, and, and uh, I got I to say, um, uh, you know, it's the barefoot to snow, in the snow, uphill to school, you know, 25 miles, well, you know, those kind of how bad it was in, back in my day as compared to how easy it is for you youngsters, okay? There was no information available about self-hatred at that point. So, uh, <laughs> so you know, the, the bullet was an attempt to shut the voices up. Right? I, I figured that that was probably a good way to shut the voices down. I found out subsequently that it actually wasn't, that probably the voices just keep on going right on. Um, but I didn't have, it, it's what inspired uh, there's nothing wrong with you. It's what, you know, it's what led to all of that. But it wasn't available to me at that point. I wish it had been. Wow. Oh, man. Holy moly. I know. Holy moly, you kids, you've got it easy now. You should just you should just enjoy it. No, I'm just kidding. But it, I, it is I, it is I'm really grateful. true. Yeah, it is really true that, that we do have the advantage now of knowing what it is, of knowing what self hatred is, of what ego is, uh, and uh, and realizing how we that we can redirect the attention, that we don't and, and that it's okay, as you say, that periodically you get pulled under. It's okay. It's, you know, it's eons of this sort of thing that we're coming to, uh, out of. And so, yeah, the fact that we stumble and that we fall down and that we get fooled and tricked and all of that, it's perfectly fine. It's not a reason to get a beating. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. You you are so welcome, Elizabeth. It's great to hear your voice. You take care of her. I will. Thank you, Sherry. Thank you, Michael. All right. Good night. Good night. Thanks for joining us, Elizabeth. And that was extraordinary. Also, Sherry, I got the Kleenex and the tears here. That was beautiful. Yeah. Oh, it's, you know, what, what, what we're doing is just, it's so big. And if people could just see the heroic nature of themselves. You know, it's the Hafiz quote, you know, yeah. if when you're feeling sad or lonely or if only I could show you the, yeah, yeah. That, that's just it. If, if, only we, if only people could see the beauty that they are. Mm. Yeah. So we yeah, stick together well, and we mirror that for one another. Yes, yes, I was going to say it seems like we've taken a few good steps down that path tonight. So that's been That's fun. right. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, thank you, sir. I so appreciate it. Thank you. Go happy. All right. Go happy. <laughs>